drink beer, think beer. You're listening to Broodlands. The problem with the world is that everyone is a few drinks behind. That from noted actor Humphrey Bogarts. That Mark, he's Dustin. That's Probst. Probst, professor. That is true. Stuffing things That's over here. That's Probst and Probst. And Probst to you. Yeah. Probst to everyone. We are um, live at the Libertine. Uh, well, live for us, anyways. Not Which is you. right across the way from the bottle shop. Yes. We said, you know, what the do they have over there at that at that uh, bar? The line is so long at the bottle shop when it was closing yeah. that it's still going. Exactly. Even now. Even now, weeks later. What, um, whenever you listen to this, it's still going. Yeah. Yes, the dearly departed uh, Dark Hulk of the World Bill- Bottle Company, or the Bottle Shop, I guess, whatever it's called, World Beer Company, or whatever it was called, I mean, is now... Bottle Shop, World Beer Company. Double dead. Although, there's also like a World Beer Company in Plano? I don't know. I, it's very confusing. I'm confused about which World Beer Company is accurate. I know. They may be, maybe they are fake beer. I think in they Plano. are. They are fake you beer. You are fake beer. You are fake beer. Yes. So Libertine is in Greenville. It's... Uh, Right across the street. Well, from it's on the, Greenville. It is in it's and on. It's not in Greenville, the city. It's That's on true. Greenville. It is on Greenville, yes. In Dallas. Yeah. On Dallas? No, it's in Dallas. But on it, Greenville. It's on Dallas. No. Is Dallas the ground or is Dallas the... No, this isn't Dallas Road. I'm confused now. I can't even hear you anymore. It's so loud. I'm confused. I'm I, totally I can tell. Confused. Yes. Um, yeah, so Greenville, uh, popular area, uh, restaurants, bars, etc. We're We are here, back here in the area, despite our... Our distaste for Greenville Avenue, we're here. Mark spent many of his uh, early 20s drunken years yes. hanging out down here. And my 35th birthday. Yes. <laughs> so we're, we're back here. Uh, just w- Libertine is one of the older surviving bars on Greenville. It I would survived. say surviving and thriving. Th- and thriving, yeah. It's, and you can hear in the background, it's thriving. Yeah, I mean, they've done... Th- this area, this street, has gone through a lot of turnover. Um, from we, we talked about before, uh, back when we talked about the bottle shop, that... It was a elbow to ass booty shaking scene back in the day, right? And they've been here since then. They threw a uh, Trader Joe's then. down here, yeah. And around that, a lot of like generic corporate things have popped up. Yeah. Um, they try to look like they're artisanal, handcrafted, but a yeah. lot of them have been generic corporate. Yeah. Uh, Libertine is actually artisanal, handcrafted. Yeah, yeah. I they mean, do. It's been here a while. If you enjoy the craft cocktail, they right, have some exactly. great craft cocktails. They. They don't do a lot of food here, but they do. Uh, they have a small menu, but it's a good menu. Uh, the food they have is really good. The truffle fries, yeah. excellent. Yeah, I um, I am consuming right now the jalapeno soup. Uh, which, right. If you're a fan of uh, not spicy but jalapeno flavor, it's really really good. It comes with some cheese toast, which is great. Right. He's butt chugging it, but if you drink yeah. it normally, if you actually enjoy the normally, taste, though, it's yeah. good. I yeah. had one tiny teaspoon in my mouth. Sure, yeah. The rest went to the butt funnel. <laughs> right. Yeah. You needed those calories immediately. So, so yeah. we came to this one specifically today because they were... And walked over here. Yeah, that's true. We, we also walked over. <laughs> we walked all the way from East Dallas to here. Right. Uh, they they have one, um, what we're going to be talking about today, Four Corners. They had a special beer from Four Corners called uh, Vin Diesel. D-I-C-E-L, not uh, spelled as D-I-E-S-E-L. Yeah, like Four the, Corners is one of those... Not old man breweries, but they're they've been around for a bit. Yeah, uh, they came after the initial like 2012 right uh, push in Dallas, and uh, we just haven't gotten around to them yet because. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll be frank; it's not a it's not a brewery I go too much. No, I've never been to the brewery, and I've never picked up any. I've had the local right. buzz, um, but they're not. There's not a lot of pub around the brewery. And I would say, and you can disagree with me if you want, Mark, because that's how we roll. Yeah. But uh, I would say their number one beer that I know of is their local buzz. Their yeah. That's what I was saying. I've, 
That's yeah. the only one I've had of theirs. Right. Yeah. It, it feels like they're just they're there, but they don't. I don't know if it's them not generating enough pub for themselves, or what the deal is. They don't feel like they're not one of the standout from a publicity perspective. Right. They're not a standout brewery from publicity. You don't hear a lot of buzz, ironically so, <laughs> about Four Corners. That is true, and uh, you know it's harder and harder when it more is. breweries it open is. up to. Uh, kind of stand out you know that's probably part of the problem it is but it does feel like there's not i don't know i this will be my second beer from them but you don't right. hear a lot of buzz about people talking about their beer and that's maybe true. it's because they're not exposing themselves enough publicity wise and physically right. they're not opening the trench coat and pump, literally opening yeah. the kimono to enough people to to generate that buzz that they need to true yeah but you hear people talking about deep on liquid all the time and RAR and some others, but sure. uh, OHB or Pedicolis. Um, or Pedicolis. I mean, talked about several we're times. probably ninety-five percent of the you know responsible for that, right? Um, but <laughs> you don't hear people talking about Four Corners that much. Yeah, not really. And That's true. I have look. I have no major qualms about them. I have. I have. I'm nonplussed. I, have I am neither, not anti Four Corners. I'm just yes. not pro Four Corners. I'm neither. Just don't reach for them much. Uh, under nor overwhelmed by right. Four Corners. I'm just whelmed. Um, I have no strong feelings about them one way or the other. Right. I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised because we came for this just because it was called Vin Diesel because we're a couple of bustas. We live our life uh, a you quarter of a beer at a time. Because it's been a long day. It has been a long day. Without you, my friend. It, 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and when, when we leave here, we'll race out of we'll race out on cars and we'll like gently nudge each other, uh, look at each other as we drive down Greenville Avenue side by side. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then we'll depart on separate streets. We'll just kind of giggle at each other and then we'll take See off. Yeah. Da-da. <laughs> so, all right. right. Well, let's get to it. After this, we'll talk a little bit about Four Corners Four and corners. their Vin Diesel Barley Wine. Four Corners Brewery. Bustas. You're a buster. Sponsored by Barbaco Apparel. Barbaco Apparel is a San Antonio-based independent clothing line that caters to Texans and Texans at heart. To find out more about Barbaco Apparel or to buy your favorite taco tea, go to barbacoapparel.com. Come and go. We all know that. The most important thing in this life will always be the people in this room. Right here, right now. Didn't hear a thing you said, but I'm going to assume it's good. It's a little loud in here yes. right now. I was trying to make a funny quote <laughs> comparing beer to the Fast and the Furious. All right, it's fair a enough. total complete failure. Yeah. But that's why I'm professor I will stuff. re-listen and see if it's funny. Maybe give it a nice hoo-hoo-ha-ha. Right, exactly. Right. So yeah, we're talking about Four Corners today, the Vin Diesel beer. So why don't you load me up on some information? About, about four corners. About the about the beer, yes. <laughs> okay. And the brewery. Why is this, it's so loud here? No, it's. I really, know it really it's is. It's really yes. awkward to talk. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, you should apologize. It's all your <laughs> fault. You're a buster. It's your fault. Uh, well, four corners. They are one of the earlier entrants to uh, to the craft beer scene to the, here. To the second wave, right? Right. They were not quite 2012. I think they were about 2013. Uh, they uh, they've mainly been. Big on the scene for the local buzz, I would say. Uh, they, you know, I think every brewery has to have that. They have to have one one signature beer. You know, we got Velvet Hammer from Petticolos. We got Tempters from Lakewood. You know, right. any of these locals, they have, you know, uh, 
Blood Honey from Revolver. I know they got bought out by Big Beer, but I'm going right. to still call them local. That, that's their thing. Everybody needs their one key beer. Right. For Tubbs, I, the IPA. Even though right, they the Tubbs IPA. Yes, rebel exactly. against that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Franconia Dunkel. I mean, right. they all have something. Um, oh, you say that. I would say Franconia's is probably their wheat. At least it was for a long time. It's 1A and 1B for those. But anyway, we've discussed that before. Right. Um, But, yeah, I would say, like, their local buzz is their big thing. Um, But, yeah, they they pretty much, just like several other local Dallas breweries, they try to go ahead and cover every different style. Uh, The local buzz is a Honey Rye Golden Ale, uh, for anybody that doesn't know it, which is probably anybody not in Dallas. Um, They also have tried the Heart of Texas, a red ale. Uh, Then... The Notorious OAT, which hey. is an oatmeal stout, which is actually pretty good. I've had a taste of that, and that is a, that is a good one. Uh, they also have the El, uh, El Chingon. Chingon? Yeah. Yeah, which is their IPA. Uh, their IPA is not bad. It's it's not a bad standard single IPA. I don't right. know if you've had that, Mark, but I think I've, I've not. had most of these. At one I've time only had another. the local buzz, so. So that's it. Okay. That's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they've you know they're one this, of the this, older. For me, this will be my Tokyo Drift of Four Corners oh, beers. Okay. <laughs> Let's just hope it's not that as bad as Tokyo. That Drift. doesn't sound good, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, most of these breweries or breweries, most actually of these Tokyo Drift was three. I'm sorry. Yeah, this will be true. my Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, exactly. Of uh, <laughs> this is your pump, pump it up yeah, version. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, most of their beers land in the uh, you know 85 90 percent range on rate beers. So yeah. Uh, Better than average, but not stellar, I would say. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean this won't be stellar. Right. So the ABV for this beer is, we don't know. It's a barley <laughs> wine, so I'm expecting that uh, it's not listed. It, it, this beer is not listed on the Four Corners site. Yeah, this this beer is very, like, I don't know. Now, did you say this was a collaboration with Grapevine? Uh, it is, yeah. Okay, so Grapevine is a local craft brewery that they splashed onto the scene. They started canning almost immediately. Yeah. I remember because we went to Big Texas one year. They had just started canning. Locals would probably know them for their Lake Fire. Yeah, that, Lake Fire is their, their signature thing. beer. Yeah. And recently, this past year, uh, they decided that they were going to stop canning. They were going right. to stop distributing. They were going to be a brew pub only, and they're going to do contract brewing for others. So Which you can find... Maybe not a bad idea. I don't yeah, know. maybe. I mean, I guess they weren't getting enough pub, and I don't blame them because, again, they're another brewery that not a lot of pub for them. Yeah, I mean, maybe I would some say th- maybe they had a little bit more because of like Grape Fest. They were like the sponsor yeah. of that, and you know, locally they got. But you a never bit. heard anybody like jumping out of their pants. For oh yeah, nobody was like one oh, of the beers. Man, you got to try this grapevine beer. Right, you're right. Right, their Lake Fire was the, their signature beer. Right, they decided to stop distributing and they're contracting uh, now for other people. They're microbreweries, so right. Uh, yeah, we don't know the ABV for this beer. We don't have a description. We don't have a description. Uh, it's not even listed on their site. Uh, rate Beer and Beer Africa have no ratings for the site, and Untapped has it 3.94 out of 5. Right. And that's all. That's all we have. Yeah. So expectations for this beer? I mean... Uh, you know, a brand new barley wine is not normally my favorite style. I, yeah. I like barley wines to age a little bit. Yeah. So I don't have high expectations. I don't have uh, low, but I don't have high. Yeah, I don't really have any expectations like you. I'm not a big fan of fresh barley wines. Right. So they're, they tend to be a little too bitter. Right, yeah, I agree. And they really need to age a bit. I mean, they, the whole intent of barley wines back in the day was there was the uh, conflicts between France and England, or France, I'm sorry, France and Italy. Here comes an education I think segment it was France by Mark. <laughs> but there was the grape line between France and Italy, and uh, when they intended to make, when they couldn't get the grapes they needed from, from France, they decided to make barley wine instead to be a replacement. It was meant, a lot of right. times, 
especially if you're wealthy, you would make a beer when your first son was born, and you would crack it open when he turned 18. So that shows you oh, that nice. barley wine yeah. was meant to age quite a bit. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a new brewery. Yeah, yeah it's not supposed to be new a new brewery, beer. New brewery, new beer. New beer. Yes. Yeah, so I, I don't have a lot of expectations. I'm right. expecting to be disappointed by this beer, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So let's uh, talk about Four Corners, and then we'll get straight to the Eurobuster Vin Diesel barley wine. Four Corners Brewery was started by George Esquivel and Greg Lefwich in 2013. They originally met in Oak Cliff, an up-and-coming area of Dallas proper. They started brewing in their garage and continue to do so commercially. They said about the beers they make, they love craft beer, love Dallas, and attempt to capture the local flavor of the area and all the brews they make. Four Corners is currently located in the Trinity Groves area, but is planning a move to the Cedars soon. They feature five regular beers along with three seasonal selections. Their regular rotations include Local Buzz, a Honey Rye Golden Ale, Heart O Texas, a Red Ale, Notorious OAT, an Oatmeal Stout, El Chingon, a single IPA, and El Super B, a Saison. Their ABVs range from around 5% to the Imperial Borderline of 8% ABV. The overall impression of a barley wine is a well-hopped American interpretation for this one, American barley wine, of the richest and strongest of the English ales. The hop character should be evident throughout, but does not have to be unbalanced. The alcohol strength and hop bitterness often combine to leave a very long finish. Commercial examples include the Great Divide Old Ruffian, the Avery Hog Heaven Barley Wine, the Rogue Old Crustacean, and the Sierra Nevada Bigfoots. The Bigfoot Bigfoot one is very good. It is, but that's one of those that I had fresh, and I did not like it at all. Really? Of course, this was was a long time before my palate evolved into the Voltron of... uh, beer tasting that it is now. It's poor your palate and liver all evolved and yeah. you can actually handle a lot I, It evolved now. like a Pokemon. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> your liver is now made of stone That's and your right. palate is, uh, you know, wide open. Exactly. Uh, my liver is pretty much dead at this point. <laughs> so the aroma for a bar of the wine, the hop character should be moderate to assertive and often showcases citrusy, fruity, or resiny new world varieties. Uh, rich maltiness with a character that may be sweet, caramelly, bready, and or fairly neutral. And I would say smelling this one, it's pretty neutral. This, there's really no aroma. There's malt there, but not it's much the else. The slightest of slight. There's really I mean, nothing. There's, it's like it's like a candle that's dying, you know? Like it's reaching <laughs> the, the... I really don't smell much of anything. I, there's not much there. It's like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like the, there's like a few globs of wax in your candle. Right. You decide to light it up. Just see what you get. Cause yeah, you I fart, agree with that. You yeah. farted up yeah. a room. And there's not much there. Yeah, I agree. It's, yeah. There's not a lot of character. There's a little malt, and that's yep. about it. That is true. Uh, looking at it, it has uh, you know a little bit of like a caramel look. I would yeah. say, yeah. The uh, uh, there's really no you can't see anything through it. Uh, there's a little bit of a white head on top. And the BJCP standard is light amber to medium copper, and maybe dark or light brown. So I would it does say this, fit in that. This this falls definitely in the copper range oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, it's copper to car- like literally like the the caramel inside of Twix or something. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, you can't really. There's not enough light in the Libertine here to really tell you much more about it. Can't really see through it uh, yeah. very easily because it's very low light in here. But yeah, but you, you would be able to see something if it was clear, and it, it's not. I mean, it, it's definitely thick. Yeah, um, this thing the generally barley wine should have a lot of lacing, and I will say this one does accomplish that quite well. Oh, it has a ton. It's really thick. It's, yeah, yeah. it's viscous. It's uh, it's a lot like that ice block we had uh, a few weeks True. ago from Franconia. Uh, very very appears to be very thick. We'll see how it is upon yeah, uh, butt chugging it into my mouth. Right. 
Is that better? It that way and then yeah, get, I, yeah, I filter it through my yeah, butt yeah. first. I have like a whole weird system going. Sure, yeah, that's the way it goes. Now flavor, the flavor uh, should be strong, rich, malty, with a noticeable hot flavor and bitterness in the balance. Uh, moderately low to moderately high malty sweetness on the palate, although the finish may be sweet, quite dry. So quite a bit of a range there. Yeah, there's definitely sweetness. There's definitely dryness. It has it's, a very dry finish. Yeah. And a sweet up front. It, it is very, very sweet up front. It's very, yeah. uh, it reminds me a lot when we went to uh, Hawaii, went to Kauai, mm-hmm. and we went to the meadery. You know that's how what, sweet? That's what the Islanders say. Yeah, exactly. Like Mark. Uh, the, the how sweet that mead was we had? Yeah. It reminds me a lot of that mead. Yeah, I would agree. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But I think this one, more than one should, will benefit from aging. Yeah, that's really sweet, and then a really. It's a really biting back end to it. Yeah, it's very... Biting is the right word. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very biting. Yeah. Really kicks you right in the uh, right in the tongue taint. That's what it does. Yeah. Like, squarely it's, in the taint. So it's very dry. Um, not quite champagne-like, but dry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've had drier, but it's it's pretty dry. It's really sweet at front, and then the taste... For me, at least, the, the the good, the sweet taste of it, yeah, that real nectary type taste, just right. pretty much disappears. Oh, immediately, and yeah. then it becomes just bitter. Oh wow, yeah, that that fades quick. Yeah, it just like it's like a ghost. Yeah, yeah, I would say this this would definitely benefit from a little bit of aging. I I think a a good year on one of these kegs, yeah. or two, would really behoove its flavor palette quite a bit. Nice use of behoove. I look. I yeah. I appreciate that. I've been trying to. I have a uh, a, a B word of the day dictionary that just yeah. Behoove was today. Behoove was today. Okay. Yeah. yeah fair enough. But no, I think it. It's not a. It's not a bad beer. No, it's, it's not, not a standout. Yeah. But I think it would become a lot better over time as as barley wines are barley wines are meant to do True. is to age. So I think this one could easily sit in a cooler for a year and be a lot better for it. Yeah, I would agree. So ratings. Uh, I would say this one is a little bit caramely sweet up front with a little bit of a biting back end. So uh, for me, I would like both of those to kind of balance out a little bit. We had an episode where we were at the Barley or barley House. Excuse me. We were at the Bottle Shop. It's another place we can go is the Barley House. Right, sure. And they had, uh, you know, several vintages of different barley wines. And in that episode, we talked about the fact that they did benefit from aging, you know, two, three, four years. Yeah. Uh, this one does not have that benefit. You know, it was 2016 release. And uh, I think if we had this age just a little bit more, it would take a little bit of the edge off. I think it has potential. Yeah. And I also don't think it's bad in its current state. But I would say it, it would benefit a lot from a little bit of aging. So uh, barley wine, not not a normal type of beer I go for. Uh, although I've had several of them. It's not normally like if I... Just had a list of different beer styles. It would not be the one I'd go for. Yeah. Um, but that being said, this is not a bad beer. Uh, I think it's got real potential. And let's go see it in 2018 or late 2017. I think it would be very good. When it's of legal age. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for now, present state, I have to give it 3.75 out of 5. So, yeah, the name for this is uh, Dodge Charger, which is the uh, car that Vin Diesel drives in the Fast Furious, the old black Dodge You always Charger. have to name everything, don't you? That's the way I go. It's my marquee. I'm a marketing genius, and that's that's what I came to. Uh, my very extensive, expensive degree from SMU took me 10 years to complete. 
I have a master's in marketing, and that's all it came to. Was it was that. a tremendous degree. Tremendous. Yeah, Dodge Charger, because uh, much like that car, uh, it was cool at the time when it first came out, but it only got better with age. And I think this is definitely a beer that could benefit from that aging. I think we said that like 10,000 times in this episode. But it's a barley wine. It is. It's got a lot of, like you said, got a lot of potential. I wish the flavor would last a little longer. It doesn't linger at all, and it just kind of leaves you with the bitter on the back end. That may change over time. Uh, I, I mean, who's to say until we, until somebody taps a keg, and like you said, in 2018, uh, who, who's really to say? But as it is right now, you know, it's it kind of reminds me of like a Belgian strong ale in some ways, like a dark, like a dark ale, just as in its present state. And it's yeah, it, it does kind of have that earthy feel to yeah. it. Yeah, it's a decent representation of that. I don't like how dry it is on the back. Like the taste just is just gone, and then you're left with some bitterness and a very very dry mouth. I don't really like that, um, but I do like the upfronts on it. I think it like, it's got a very very dark ale like character to it. It's really sweet. Um, the alcohol presence is pretty. Assuming it's somewhere around nine to nine to twelve percent, I'm guessing. It's pretty be great well to know that. It would be great to know, but we don't know that. But it's pretty if it if that's what it is. Um, assuming it's that strong, it's pretty well masked. It's pretty well hidden. You don't really don't get any alcohol here at all, which is nice. So, again, definitely would benefit from aging as it is in the present. That's all we can rate it by. I'm right there with you. Three point seven five out of five. Give us the final score of three point seven five out of five. You did that math in your head, didn't you? I did. I'm a genius. Wow. Impressive. Like a a damn Sherlock Benedict (laughs) Cumberbunch. That was good, yes. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Brewbloods. We appreciate all the support. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. If you haven't told a friend, you should. Tell a friend now. Tell a friend now. If you don't have a friend, make a friend. Make a friend. Get on Tinder or Flinger or or go to pizzeria.com and make a friend. Friendster. Yeah, go to friend, go to Friendster. Resurrect Friendster. Dig it up from the grave. Go to MySpace. Make a friend. Right, get, exactly. Get your top 12 friends on MySpace and recommend Book face, whatever. Yeah. Snappy chats. Right. Uh, whatever, whatever your platform is, just tell them about us. We'd appreciate <laughs> it. If you've not subscribed to the show, you should. It's completely free. It costs nothing to you. All it costs you is a free app that you can download to get the podcast and type in a find us. On All it costs you is a little bit of space on your phone. Yeah, and a, little, a little bit of your dignity just for listening to us. Or your iPad or whatever or device. Whatever, whatever your preferred you device know. is. Your Alexa. Alexa. Right. Play Brew Bloods. Right. If, there you for go. those of you are listening to us on uh, on your Alexa device. Just play the next episode of yes, Brew Bloods. Exactly. Alexa, play the next episode of Brew Bloods. Alexa, subscribe to Brew Bloods. <laughs> All of you have Alexas are probably hating us right now. Right. Uh, if you don't mind, leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. But above all, uh, tell a friend, check us out on social networks, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. If you have any feedback on the show, you can email us at brewbloodshow at gmail.com. Yeah. You can call us at 469 573 Yeah, put the dot later. That's 469-573-2337. And if you prefer Reddit, if you prefer to rail against us like so many do on Reddit, <laughs> go to reddit.com slash r slash. If you want to get into a Reddit fight, let us know. All right, we'll catch you guys next week for yet another episode of Brew Bloods. Probst. Jeff Probst. Probst.